When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. June Lee. Welcome back, Shoe. Kevin Blackstone, Harry Lyles Jr., Woody Page. Today, at the Open, a moment. Could this be the last walk down 18, the last time we ever see Tiger Woods play golf? Next. Tiger Woods, the long walk, his emotion, the gallery's emotion, the gorgeous imagery. I mean, look at those clouds. Tiger's open over as he misses the cut at plus nine. And he definitely let us know this one felt something. It, it may be different is the word I'm putting on it, but it felt for him. He went on to thank the fans, and as he said in his tweet, this place for all the memories it has given me and to the fans today for that walk up 18, it's added to his list, he said. I, I don't know if I'll be physically able to, to play another British Open here at St. Andrews. I feel, certainly feel like I'll be able to play more British Opens. Mm-hmm. Kevin Blackstone, yesterday you wondered aloud whether this could be the last time we ever see Tiger play competitive golf. Do you find yourself thinking that today? Watching that walk. I, I feel it even more hearing the words that are kind of verification of what I was thinking. You know, I mean, it was just painful watching him and play the last couple days and painful for him, obviously. You, you, you got to remember, I mean, remember, he's got a rod in his tibia. He's got screws and, and pins in his ankle and his foot. I mean, just holding him together and to try and play competitive golf like that, especially given the kind of physical um, player he's been throughout his career, it's just got to be so difficult, not only on the body, but also on his psyche. And I think he expressed it that. So, you know, will he come back and play, play there at 65 years old? I doubt it, like, like Nicholas did, because I think he's going to be approaching 65 because of that injury and those surgeries a lot faster than Nicholas did just aging uh, uh, naturally. June Lee, bring you in here and what you saw, that walk from Tiger Woods. Yeah, I'm not all the way there as Blackstone is. I think that there is still a chance we're going to see Tiger playing into his 60s. We've seen a lot of golfers play into their 60s now, and we've seen healthcare develop to the point where you know guys can work through a lot of tough injuries now. But I do think that if Tiger Woods is recalibrating his expectations of what his golf career is going to look like from here on out, we as fans also have to recalibrate our expectations of what we expect out of Tiger because this isn't even 2019 anymore. We've seen a lot of things happen to Tiger, including the car crash that have happened since then. And when we rewind back to 2019, there was still a part of us, I think there was probably still a part of Tiger that expected that he could compete back then, that he could still win the Masters on his best day. I don't think we're at that place anymore. And so as golf fans, we need to appreciate Tiger for what he is. And there's an entire generation of golf fans now who are coming up who's 
legends of Tiger Woods are all just YouTube clips and clips that you see on television. It's not seeing Tiger Woods, the great golfer mm. uh, that we once saw just a couple years ago. Woody Page, I want to save you for last for a reason. Harry Lowell's Jr. on what you saw from Tiger Woods in that walk on 18. Yeah, I don't know that I'm ready to say that he's done competitively either, but I did see a person that seemed like they were very realistic about where they're at in their career and in their life. I mean, talking about the things that Tiger has been through through the last handful of years, I mean, June, I don't know if I would go as far to say that he could play into his 60s, considering we're talking about somebody that was involved in a car accident where he almost lost his leg. So for me, on top of all his other injuries, I think we're looking at somebody that is the greatest golfer of all time. He is at a point now in his career where he's not the same player, not just because of his age, but because of all those injuries. And I think as he was walking through there, we are probably not going to see him at St. Andrews anymore. But I think this is a person that realizes where they are at in life and in their career. And the emotion that you saw out of him was him having that realization. Woody, now I turn to you because I, I know you've covered Tiger for his entire career. He turned pro in 96. He was an amateur in 92. You were aware of him for 30 years now. And what you saw, the emotion from the man walking 18 at St. Andrews and saying goodbye to this year's Open. Well, first of all, it was stimulating to hear that Kevin Blackstone not only is a professor, but he's a doctor, too. He described all of Tiger Woods' ailments and, and described his leg problems. But when Tiger walked over this morning, for me, that bridge, and he didn't stop, that meant he's coming back. Okay. He is not giving up the game. If he had stopped like Nicholas had, like Palmer had, like the greats had before, that would have been his He goodbye. knows that history. That's You're right. That means a lot to him. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I was there with, with Tiger when he won his first Open at St. Andrews. There's two places he loves more than anywhere in golf, and one is Augusta National and the other St. Andrews. What St. Andrews did for Jack Nicklaus was to move up the rotation to allow him to come back and play at St. Andrews one more time. Guess what? I think St. Andrews, which has made Tiger this week a member of the club, will do that again so that he can come back in his early 50s and play. He will continue to play at Augusta. He will play the British Open as long as he possibly can. So these guys really aren't looking at it from the standpoint of he wants to keep playing this game and have a chance mm -hmm. to win another I, I think there's a, there's, a there's a slight difference, though, with what Blackstone's saying. Blackstone, you're putting the emphasis on competitive golf, right? A chance to maybe uh, compete in a tournament, not even win, but compete in a tournament, which is an evolution in thought in how we view Tiger Woods. Isn't that right, Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what June was hitting at. And that's what I was saying, Woody. I mean, it's one thing to just be out there in the field. It's another thing to actually be competing, which is what we've always thought. We didn't even think of competing with Tiger. We thought of whether or not he's going to lose over Woody, the Woody, you can respond. <clears throat> yes. Ben Hogan came back from a tragic uh, accident with a bus. He actually won U.S. Opens. He continued to play in 1960. He almost, at the age of 60, he almost won a U.S. Open at Cherry Hills here. I think we're going to see Tiger Woods get stronger, that each year the leg is going to get stronger, and he'll have a chance to win where he is. The game's so well full of uh, great mysteries, and, and no one can predict it. That's what we love about it, right, Woody? Well, who's going to yeah. predict the weekend at St. Andrews? That's what I want to know next. Dustin Johnson making a run today to the top of the leaderboard.
now things get interesting with those LIB guys versus the PA, PGA guys. Cameron Smith, Cameron Young, Rory. I mean, this leaderboard's still locked and loaded. While you're watching, are you sensing the LIB guys are getting short shrift? I mean, did, did Dustin Johnson really get mentioned while leading today, Woody? And do you think this weekend will be more about the individual golfers or the league versus league? Yeah, I think the league was the topic of conversation early in the week, and people are paying somewhat attention to it because Dustin Johnson is leading that crowd uh, and possibly could win the tournament. Then we'll be talking about live golf. However, I think what it's important to remember is that the commentators on TV are paying no, I watched enough to know, they're not paying any attention to him. Mm. They didn't show any highlights of his I round. He was that. ahead. Here's the other point. The Royal and Ancient put all those live guys with unknown golfers. They put them so early in the morning, it's Is that still right, dark. Too? In I, mean, I know you're exaggerating a little bit for effect because there are, of course, we just showed Dustin Johnson on the course. <laughs> but, but you're sensing that there is an us versus them that we've, we've heard for the last three months, of course, but even in how this tournament's playing out. Uh, sure. The, the, the actual head of the tournament got up there and said he really didn't want to pay attention to them. And they've, they've proven that throughout. I mean, really, how many times anybody watching this tournament – did you hear Johnson's name mentioned okay. as the leader? We heard about Roy McElroy. We heard about the Camerons, but we rarely heard about Harry Lyles the, Jr. The when you're watching the weekend here, are you watching? Oh, is it LIV versus PGA? Is that how it's in your mind? I think we can't help it, right? I think one of the things, whether people want to admit it or not, you love a heaping spoonful of petty with your sports, and this pits one side against another, and that is a storyline that anybody can follow. So, yes, I think that at a certain point, probably right late on Sunday, there's going to be a point where we focus on the top four or five guys that are going to be at the end of this, but as long as we can continue to be like which guys on which tour and pit those against each other, that is absolutely going to be the prevailing storyline. Kevin Blackstone? Well, I'll get back to something that Woody mentioned, just that observation about the broadcasters yeah. and who they're paying attention to or not. I mean, the bottom line is the broadcasters have a contract with the PGA. Right. They don't have one with Live Tour. So I can certainly understand that working here at a network where people wondered whether or not when ESPN punted in the NHL, mm -hmm. they were giving them as much um, attention on That's an network. interesting so course for your journalism class, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm going to put yeah, that in put the syllabus. In the syllabus. <laughs> um, but as far as live versus uh, the PGA guys, I think at the end it'll be the individuals, just like Tiger, that we we're paying attention to because there's no sport that's more individualistic right, and, and selfish um, in some ways than, than golf. I mean, team sports other than the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup are, are you know, are, are, are things that, that golf doesn't do. Um, they haven't even been part of the Olympics for most of, the, uh, most of its Thank history. But, Kevin, we're talking about right now, and right now, Live Golf is the bigger story because I think Woody lays it out. There's so many things that are happening with the way that the sport is being covered that have to work around that. There is an inherent 
cultural tension right now between the way that new business is moving into golf. And I think it's emblematic of the larger things that are happening in sports where culture is getting global and we're going to see money from other countries where America isn't just the only funder of professional sports at the highest level anymore. We've seen this in the United States where soccer has become predominantly a premier league sport, even in America, even though the MLS exists here, we're seeing baseball become more global, where we're seeing players going over to Japan to start their careers over there. Baseball, I mean, sports in general are becoming more global and this generation tension is going to continue happening as the internet and all this commerce it becomes more global not just in golf but in all of sports not just in all of sports but in all of life i mean what did we see today the president of the united states fist bumping with the regime in saudi arabia which is how all this started with the liv tour yep anyone want to make a pick for the weekend woody page anybody are you, you thinking dustin johnson could pull this off yeah, I picked Roy uh, on Wednesday, and you didn't let me say it on TV. I say it again. Oh, okay. So you're sticking with Rory. Well, there you go. Okay. Anyone else want to throw a name out? Harry, Kevin, June? Rory. Rory is charging Dustin. Back. All right. Three Rorys. One, one Justin. All right. Woody Page, I believe you grew up with a band called The Lovin' Spoonful. I, I think we have The Petty Spoonful from Harry Lyles Jr. by ourselves. Do you believe in magic? No, I think it the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. And in part by Arby's. Arby's, we have the meats. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Phoenix Suns matching Indy's offer for DeAndre Ayton, which means $133 million for Ayton. It means if the Suns were to trade him, as some initially thought, they can't until January 15th per CBA. We last saw Ayton and the Suns. It was Game 7, and they benched him. Woody, does this match mean Phoenix is locked in with Ayton for the future, or could something still be cooking? No, I think he's going to be there not permanently, as we find out the NBA, but I think it's important that he be a part of this team. They had the best record in the league. Uh, I saw him two years ago outplay the MVP in a playoff series. 
133 million, that's not that much, given that they would have had to pay more if they'd actually given him a max contract. So getting him back from the Pacers, the Pacers actually helped helped them in this. You think? Okay. I saw every panelist's face, as you said, that's not that much, wondering, what is Woody's contract with the show? Uh, Harry Lyle Jr., how about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to call my agent. But yeah, I'm buying that they're going to have to make this work. I mean, he is, after all, one of the best young centers in the NBA. We know that there was reportedly friction between him and Monty Williams. And then it took for the Pacers to give them an offer sheet to them to get this even done. So you obviously let him know that you don't view him as a max player. But if you're the Suns, you got to make it work. I will take it one step further. I do think that this means we are closer to Kevin Durant staying in Brooklyn for next year. Mm, that's interesting because yesterday on this here program, you said just the opposite. I like how it evolved overnight as you were thinking about it. Kevin Blackenstone, how about you? <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to stay with Phoenix. I think it's a good move. I think they're very fortunate and smart. They let the market set the uh, value, the cost for, for keeping DeAndre around. Um, and as Woody said, I mean, look, they were a great team without him. Uh, last year and he only is going to get better 17 points a game 60 percent from the field nobody did that they need you lost me they were a great team without him last year no they're a great team okay, with okay, him yes. they were not a great team they were not a great team when he wasn't good and june lee yeah and to add on to kevin he's still just 23 years old there's still a lot of room for improvement here and he's kind of the perfect prototype for the modern NBA center. I mean, it's kind of the mm. best case scenario for both sides where, you know, even if there's friction between the team and Aiden right now, the team saved about one year and 40-ish million dollars because they matched the Pacers who, you know, could offer, had to offer them a little bit less money. And, and Aiden is still with one of the best, most talented teams in the NBA right now. I think at the end of the day, we're in this position where both sides are coming out with the best case scenario in this, in this, okay. in this outcome. I think he's the prototype for today's center. That's, that's a little bit intriguing to me from Mr. Lee. We'll move on. Buy or sell two, the asking price, reportedly, for Donovan Mitchell. Is it really six picks and four players? That's what Tony Jones from The Athletic reported. The Knicks reportedly turned it down. Harry, six picks and four players? Yeah, I'm buying that it's smart for the Knicks to turn that down. I mean, oh my goodness gracious. We have to be watching how the sausage is being made here because if that's what you would get for Donovan Mitchell, then the Sacramento Kings would have to trade the franchise and the arena for somebody like Kevin Durant. That's There's just no way. Kevin Blackstone. I'm a big Donovan Mitchell fan. But you know what? That would make the Knicks, that would make them the shortest backcourt in the league probably. Two guys, 6-1. I mean, come on, you can't do that in today's NBA. So while that might excite Knicks fans for a short while, I don't you think. You mean flat out they, they shouldn't do the deal. This deal as it was Absolutely. constructed. June, no, it, six yeah, I just picks four players. What are the Jazz doing? This is all posturing for Danny Ainge. We're, we all know that he's someone who tries to get the most out of every single trade. And I don't think any team is probably giving up six picks for Donovan Mitchell. I think the players are a little bit less important because I think that the impact of the players is probably kind of, uh, you have a diminishing level of return when you're trading a guy like Donovan Mitchell. You're probably never going to get the equivalent talent back. But I think there's also a question here of whether Donovan Mitchell can ever be a number one. I personally view him as a number two. I think unless he kind of takes another step forward in terms of passing the basketball, similar to what Jason Tatum did starting in January. It's going to be hard for him to lead a team to a championship. I think the Heat are kind of a perfect fit for him. Uh, but, you know, this is all Danny Ainge just trying to be, you know, big and blustery and, and ask for... Big and blustery? That was a 30 for 30 on Donovan Mitchell from June Lee. And how about you, Woody Page? 
I, I disagree with you guys. I think this would have been a good trade for the Knicks. How's it worked out since they got Carmelo Anthony? Really? Nothing. What, Nothing. What, what year are you in, man? Since then. I think, well, it sounds like, and this is not a political oh, thing, but it sounds yeah. like the Herschel Walker trade, that it could have made sure. sense for both teams. I think that the Knicks would have had three people if it, it was an offer that they couldn't review. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, you're you're, you're saying the, the Herschel Walker trade, like, that was a good thing? That was not a good thing for the Minnesota it was a good Vikings. Thing for the Dallas Cowboys. Right. That would be not a good thing for. Oh my goodness! Look at the scores. Woody Page Black going the wrong Black. way. Harry Lyles Jr. backseat. Blackstone Lee showdown next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Blackstone and Lee, good luck in showdown. Big 12 ruling, horns down, will remain a taunting penalty. Kevin Blackstone, the floor is yours. Why are we still talking about this? <laughs> you know, there's a whole history of hand signals with the old SWC. It's not a problem. Here, you're going to find me? You're going to mute me for this? Absolutely Look, not. Sure. It's nobody's hurt Doug by the horn is we down. Gotta, we we got to get the fun police out of sports because it's so great to have this kind of stuff happening. Chris Del Conte, the AD of Texas, was saying that it's a compliment. Texas is in the heads of other people. It is a positive mark for the school to have this Both getting points, but, I mean, Blackstone had the horns mug down. That is creative. We'll move on. Mystics Mercury last night. Maisha Hines Allen and Sophie Cunningham. Hines Allen with, with the Iverson step over here. Which then led to a little bit of a fracas. There was no foul called on the play. Double technicals for said fracas afterwards. June, can you Iverson step over someone after you defend the shot, maybe even foul them and not get called for it? Absolutely. I mean, this is the kind of petty stuff that I love. Mm, petty spoonful. Is the, yes. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is a spoonful, as Harry said earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it, is, it is one of those things that doesn't really hurt anyone. We get a little conflict. We get a little, you know, you know. Well, if you like petty spoonfuls, kind of you must like petty bowlfuls because it's interesting <laughs> that Sophie <laughs> Cunningham, even in college and now in the NBA, WNBA is always involved in these kinds of skirmishes, kind of like Grayson Allen. Mm. Hmm. We'll give a point to each and we'll move on. Kyle Freeland, pitcher for the Rockies, did not look happy when he was lifted by Bud Black. Here's the exchange on the way out. Does not look happy 
that he let up five runs in four-plus innings. Here he is smashing the dugout ceiling. However, Rockies still won the game 8-5 over San Diego. Everything is on the scale of Chris Sale, I guess, uh, what he did. KB, uh, fair or foul to uh, have that type of reaction from Freeland? Uh, that's absolutely foul. You don't need to break stuff up. I remember Kevin Brown did that once to a urinal or, or a sink or something in the dugout. Um, come on, himself. just pull yourself together. Mm-hmm. Lee? I don't, un- I don't understand why bat flips aren't acceptable to some people, but this kind of stuff is. It makes no sense for the sports. It's a bad look for people. It's a bad look just in general for baseball. Mm-hmm. Blackstone, huge number in showdown. FaceTime goes to Washington, D.C. In 1912, the great athlete Jim Thorpe won the decathlon and pentathlon uh, in the Olympics. Shortly thereafter, he was stripped of his gold medals because they said they found out he had taken money um, playing other sports and was therefore no longer an amateur. People said at the time that that was racist because he is Native American. Today, the International Olympic Committee corrected that error and gave him his gold medals. Thank you. The professor, always with a lesson for us. Thank you very much, Kevin Blackstone. We're off Monday and Tuesday, 119 and a half hour break. See you Wednesday.